Yep. It's Monday. I feel like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going around uh, at the moment here in the great area of Brevard County, apparently. I've caught whatever's been going around, and no, it's not a hangover from the boondoggle. I'm too professional for hangovers. Welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I am one of your hosts, Charles Levi, joined, as always, by Mr. Peppy Vidal. What's up, brother? That's that's not even right, man. You almost almost just caused me to drop an (laughs) F-bomb. Oh, man. First and foremost. I'm all right, man. Hang on. First and foremost. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> First and foremost, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's for Mr. Justin Ritchie, our uh, our local fifth place uh, fifth fifth place taken Hobie Worlds having Amsterdam experience and self. Congratulations, brother. Fifth place is, is nothing to sneeze at when you're fishing against some of the world's best kayak anglers, for sure. So, uh, congratulations, my man. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Go man. I'm sorry, he dude. No, nah, man. He did, a, he did a great job, man. All I was going to say was, um, was I'm doing pretty good today. I'm not that bad. Actually, Saturday. I fished Saturday and the whole stuff and everything like that. And Sunday, Sunday I wasn't too bad, but Saturday all day, I felt like crap all day Saturday. That was my bad day. <laughs> it was, it was just one of those days that you just, if I had a bed, I would just lay in bed all day long if I could. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know, man. Something's going around, but uh, Alex. Yes, indeed. Captain Alex Gorichki. What's up, Alex? Doing good, doing good. So, of course, what we're going to talk about tonight is the, I guess, the follow-up to the boondoggle. The boondoggle came and went. It was fun. We had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Uh, Alex, what, you got a lot of background, dude. Alex, what is it? He's on a plane or something. Um, I'm actually on my way to Cars Park right now. <laughs> driving out to Cars. Um, yeah, so we... Uh, everybody had a good time. Vendor Village was pretty neat. You know? Um... Everybody I talked to seemed to enjoy it. Everyone always seems to do. I'm muting you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Making me even more nauseous. (sighs) Anyhow, don't worry. I have a vomit bucket right next to me just in case. So I'll just mute myself and come right back to the show because that's how professional I am. Uh. So, yeah, they announced the next two locations as well. Uh, the next location is Flamingo in February. 
which is kind of ironic because some of us have been talking about a possible trip to Flamingo in and around February. Um, I'm not sure that I want to make a trip to Flamingo during a boondoggle personally, no no offense. It's just that there's some things I want to do there in Flamingo as far as fishing is concerned that wouldn't really lend itself well to a giant crowd of people. (laughs) So, um, besides that on a business front, uh, I have to be very careful of, days that I choose to close my store for such events. But That's right. for those of you that want to go, Flamingo is an absolutely incredible place to fish. I mean, it probably ranks on the top, probably in the top two uh, places that I've been that I'd love to go back to and fish again from a kayak. Definitely in the top two. Um, yeah. After that, then uh, you guys in October, you got uh, Louisiana, which obviously in itself would be an amazing trip. Um, so take a peek at the Facebook page. I believe it's they're going to keep that page going at Kayak Fishing Boondoggle. Uh, of course, their website, kayakfishingboondoggle.com. Uh, you can find more information there, yakangler.com. Uh, good job. Adam and Mark and Jerry. A lot of work goes into putting on these things, folks. So uh, give them a little pat on the back if you uh, have them on your friends list on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Because I know how how tough that is to do that, especially at that venue. But, uh, yeah, I went fishing this morning before I felt like crap. And because uh, today is, is Monday fun day, typically. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, what the hell just happened? Are you still there? I'm still here. That's weird. You're still on. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, some there they are. That was weird. We must have just needed a refresh or something. Stupid computers. I'm trying to bring Alex back in to see if he's still flying like Superman. Yeah, I just landed. It should be a little better in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, um, yeah, I went fishing this morning. It was blowing like crazy. I get a text this morning from Alex because typically Mondays, if Alex isn't working, me and him trying to hook up and go fishing for Monday fun day, but... um, it, it was blowing pretty pretty stiff today. Um, it would have been challenging <laughs> to try and sail an outback today. We probably would have rolled it over a few times. So <laughs> we we decided to err on a side of, of safety and caution, which we don't typically do. And uh, I went just driving around looking for new spots to find tarpon and whatnot for next spring. Cause I know we're about to lose them here shortly. Um, they're going to go away somewhere, wherever it is that they do go. But, uh, found some moving water, found some fish, did pretty well. Um, I'm going to tell you what, there's a company that makes a bait. I think it's called cream. 
Does that make sense, Alex or Peppy? It's a little small. It's like a little. It almost looks like a terrorized, but it's got a joint. Uh, it's soft plastic. It has almost hmm. like a joint. You know what I'm talking about? Nah, I don't think I don't never it. even heard of it. Yeah, never even heard of it. All right, well I'll have to show it to you. This little thing has got the the most realistic swimming action of a small, tiny little bait fish that I've ever seen. Um, definitely really cool product. Anyhow, uh, found it in the bottom of a tackle tray. I don't even know where the heck it came from, but uh, threw that thing out there. Which, by the way, it's almost impossible to cast. But threw that thing out there. Actually, I rigged it like a banjo minnow. I didn't rig it up like a like I guess you're supposed to with a little jig head or whatever. I rigged it up like a banjo minnow, and man, the swimming action was incredible. So that means I put a corkscrew in its nose and threw a kale hook through the eye of the corkscrew and crimped down the corkscrew around the eye of the uh, the shank of the hook. However, I will tell you this my friends who still live around here and have not traveled back home to your destinations, wherever that may be from the boondoggle, if you're still in town, be very, very careful in and around the Merritt Island wildlife refuge right now. There are some, some of the most aggressive gators I've seen in a long time. Um, three spots I hit today, I was chased out by gators. And not chased out like he ran up on shore and chased me down. But they, they you know what I'm saying? They, they lost their fear of humans, so the comfort level was breached. <laughs> just, a, just a little too close for comfort. Feel me? Yeah. The, and, uh, the, worst, the worst part is when that happens, that's it. They're always going to be that way. Oh, I know. I know. Tomorrow morning, my first phone call I'm going to make once I hopefully wake up is uh, is to my buddy the trapper because he needs to know about these gators, dude. I'm telling you, and they're not little they're not little lizards either, man. These things were were pretty good size. One of them was at one of the culverts I fished, and it literally swam right to the mouth of the culvert, like swam right to me. I'm standing less than probably three feet from it. And it's just sitting there staring at that, me. Somebody's feeding them or something like that. In order yeah, for them to do that, someone's feeding yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a shame, you know, because at that point, the gator's got to go. Yeah. You know, people feed them. They think it's, oh, look how cool this is. <clears throat> you know, oh, check it out. I'm feeding a gator chicken wings or whatever you're feeding a gator. A trout carcass or whatever. But the problem is, is you get some dad out there with a little kid who goes wandering off, and next thing you know, gator snatches little kid or your dog or, you know, whatever the case may be, or even you. I almost lost a tarpon to a gator today. Different spot. Tarpon jumped. Gator come rushing towards me. I gave the, the tarpon plenty of slack, jumped again, threw the hook. Off he went. And the gator just kept swimming to me. And stop probably about 10 feet from me, which that gator's broken. You know, it's too late now for that one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the good thing about it, uh, Chuck, it's probably got maybe maybe a month 
maybe a month more of that, of skaters being like that, because once that cold weather um, hits us a little bit, those gators, uh, they won't be doing that. They won't be moving around much. Right. Um, for the time being, you know, and then when it warms up, it's a different issue, you know, but for the time being, you know, it's, it, it, it won't be so bad in the wintertime. Wintertime, you can pretty much sometimes you come right up to them and they're, they're, they don't even do anything. You know, it's just how cold it is. It just gets so, their body temperature just gets so cold. Um, but still, it's like you said, someone's feeding that gator, and it could be a, it could be a dangerous situation in the future, you know, for somebody else. I was throwing, <clears throat> I was throwing a little tiny popper, a little tiny like brim-sized popper that I tied for small tarpon, and I had like a eight-foot gator rush out of the grass, jump in the water, and head right for that popper, like. Why in the world would an eight-foot gator go out of his way to go eat a little tiny bug on the surface of the water? Someone's, like you say, someone's feeding them. They, yep. they, yeah, they're putting people two and like two to, together. People like to throw topwater lures and stuff like that around them and get them all excited and make them chase their bait, and that's the worst thing you could do. Because then every time somebody comes down with a topwater or anything, they associate it with humans and. Yeah, like you said, it's unfortunate. Those gators, basically, the only way to fix them is is to turn them into shoes. Turn them into shoes. Well, uh-huh. yeah, so today was fun, whatever, up until I got home, and then the purging began. So, um, good news is I'm losing a little bit, a little bit of weight. No, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. Don't do that. That's that's a bad disease. Um, <laughs> wow. My judgment's not there tonight, apparently. Any, anyhow, uh, it's always fun to hang out with the crew, Space Coast Sky Kingler crew, um, Dirty Half Dozen. Uh, you know, we had a great time this weekend, even even with a few technical glitches and other issues. Uh, you know, I like when I. I I love it when I wake up in the morning and I see pictures of Alex standing on top of somebody's paddleboard. Will Bill's paddleboard on the top of Will oh. Bill's truck. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, there was other pictures. There, there was other pictures too. We won't discuss. All right. Can you give me that bucket thing? <laughs> but uh, no, it was good times. You know, as always. I don't know. One of my favorite things with the boondoggle, of course, is obviously sitting there hanging with my buddies, the DHD, you know, the way we get down and the way we have fun as a family and as friends is, is you know, bar none. And that can happen anywhere. It don't matter if we show at each uh, show up at each other's houses. But, you know, the availability of getting everybody together. And then, too, you get to hang out with some of, you know, some of the industry tops, like Woody, who was on the show, you know, right before. That, uh, you know, I mean, where else do you go hang out with the owner of one of the major kayak companies? And yeah. And yeah. And I talked to I talked to uh, Luther, who was also there, uh, as was Chad Hoover and a bunch of other folks. Um, but I talked to Luther, and he apologized for missing the show. Uh, he had gotten really busy, or whatever. I told him, "Don't worry about it, man. We'll get you on the show in the weeks to come." So look for that to happen. Uh, Peppy and I are working on a couple of really, really exciting things. Um, yeah, we're going to see if we can't get some, uh, some hardcore sponsorships on the show. 
uh, we'll leave it at that until we get a little bit more advanced along in our talks, I guess. Huh? Yeah, exactly. But I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it out there like this: if if things work out the way we're trying to work things out, that we can get some of these some of these companies on board and stuff. Just from one of the companies that Chuck and I have talked to, when I heard about the giveaway that they talked about, holy cow! I hope that happens. <laughs> because oh yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, boy. Hey, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> pause for the break. Oh. Pause for the call. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm. I'm. You yeah. Know, it's, it's awesome to see see the uh, Monday Night shit Kickoff Show getting some uh, getting some well needed uh, visibility from from people in the industry. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean. Uh, uh, we're we're trying, you know. We're trying to get some of these sponsors on there, some of these big cus- big big sponsors to come on the show, and they actually want to come on. The ones we've talked to and stuff, they're real real excited about coming on the show and being part of it and everything like that, which is going to be great. I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll definitely. I think we'll definitely be be uh, getting some really big names on the show in the future and and it's going to be great because just just you know having these big companies talking about the whole kayak industry and the whole stuff about it plus the giveaways that that we're probably going to have you know with these companies some of these companies what they're talking about giveaways and stuff like that i'm sitting there going wow you know it's like you want to listen to the show when these giveaways are happening because these are going to be major giveaways so, yeah, and that's a, that's one thing I, that that has definitely you know, and you you Peppy know it, and if poor Chuck wasn't hugging the porcelain god right now, um, he'd he'd be you know attesting to it that you know for years we had kayak companies, you know now these larger industry companies that the fishing industry companies have been around for you know, decades or longer um, are starting to take notice of, of the kayak fishing crowd and, and the fact that they have needs just like every other angling crowd has needs. You know, you're not going to have star or uh, uh, crystal deep drop rods can an interest in kayakers until they get a hold of somebody that's like the, uh, um, I can't believe his name slipped on my mind, that went after the uh, the Greenland shark. You know, things like that are oh, expanding. Yeah. You know, things like that are expanding it, and it's it's drawing in companies that haven't traditionally in the past. I, I look at kayak fishing kind of in the past ten years as it it's really its beginning. I mean, there was guys that had done it for years. You know, obviously Native Americans have fished out of little tiny boats, and and people in the the Indo Pacific out of little dugout canoes forever. You know, but. Uh, kayak fishing industry as a whole over the past 10 years has really started to grow and these larger companies are taking notice of it and you know it's only only good for the industry because it's going to drive innovation and more products and and more cool stuff for us to use on our boats and help us catch fish absolutely it's it's, I'm it's back. true it's, it's you're back <laughs> did you lose any weight <laughs> i don't remember eating that Anyhow, uh, that's how hardcore oh, I am, dude. I'm, I'm just, you know what? Whatever. The show must go on as I food product out of my teeth. 
Um, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Anyhow, um, hey, I want to say something real quick, though. Uh, you know, we had uh, I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people at the Boondoggle and a lot of people who listen to the show. And I just want to say thank you very much to all of those who tune into the radio show, follow us on social media. Um, it's very humbling when you have people who come in, come into Florida from far away. I mean, talking States away, talking two day drives into town who come into town and the first thing they want to do is come and introduce themselves to you because they listen to you on the radio. Um, it's really pretty humbling. And, uh, I'm glad that the information that the DHD was able to pass out to some of you guys that came down for the boondoggle worked out. I think, honestly, I think a lot of folks did really well fishing from what it sounded like. So that's cool, man. Cause typically in years past, Boondoggles are like, nah, the fishing kind of sucks, but the party was awesome. And, uh, heck, man, some of the guys from ACK were down from Texas. And the one guy wanted to go out, and he just wanted to get his first uh, snook and his first, or catch anything really saltwater, but he wanted to get his first snook, maybe a tarpon on fly. And he was able to accomplish that task, so... It's very, very cool when that kind of thing happens, man. I'm just so, so humbled that anybody takes the time to listen to our podcasts and, you know, it's been a, it's been a yeah, long I had, road. Yeah, I had guys um, introducing themselves to me also um, from other states um, that listen to our shows. And, um, and I even, like, even on, I had one group of guys I was talking to, they were even, um, they listen to our show all the time and everything like that. And they were like, they listened to it the night of the show, I think it was, or something like that. And then on their drive back over here, they had the thing going. They had the show going on the drive down. When they were, yeah. coming, when they were on the way down, they put the show on again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a couple of people stop by the shop, even when I was at the shop uh, Thursday. Um, and they told me the same thing. They're like, man, we listened to the show about the jetties, the show about fishing the port. We listened to that one like four times, you know. We're all <laughs> pumped up and super excited to come down and fish your area and blah, 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 blah. I'm just glad that people came down and got a chance to really see what our area is all about. I mean, we, what we have here is so special. I think sometimes we even forget um, just because we're so used to being here. You know what I'm saying? We all know deep down inside just exactly how awesome our fishery is but there's days where you go out there and you kind of take it for granted you know we're we're sitting on the most ecologically diverse estuary system on the freaking planet like it's it's crazy that people drive from new hampshire or texas or wherever to come into town to come here and fish this area i mean really truly that's what the draw is you know it's like the boondoggle is is awesome, right? It's always been awesome. It is what it is. It's a boondoggle. But the draw is the location, and it always has been that way. You know, I mean, there's there's times there's I've, I've I haven't been to all the boondoggles, believe it or not. I haven't been to every single one of them, um, and it's not because location didn't really interest me, it's just because the timing or whatever. But there's folks that won't go to certain places because they just don't feel like driving to that place. Or the place doesn't interest them. That's really kind of how it gets down. But 
the next two awesome locations. You know, I could see a large group of people gathering at the next two events. Um, granted, uh, don't forget that boondoggle X, which is what we just experienced is only, I believe only takes place, um, in October. So if I'm correct in saying, I think that the Louisiana boondoggle will be much like the one at cars park with vendor villages and all that kind of stuff. Um, the one down in Flamingo should be a much smaller type event, but you know what it did too, uh, with, with this, with this event may have done and turned into for some other folks is an idea of how to get their local fishing communities together, you know? And, uh, like I said, I had a blast. I always do. Whenever we camp together, I mean, it's just fun. How can you not have fun with this crew of people we run around with? But, um, there's always, you know, an issue or two that'll pop up from time to time. Um, and you just move on and deal with that at a later date. But, um, you know, for the most part, you know, everybody minds their P's and Q's and has a great time. So, um, I'm looking forward to putting on a little, a little something through the show, um, and utilizing our show and Space Coast Kayak Anglers to have a little camp out right after Christmas, uh, possibly just on a weekend or something and nothing crazy, just, uh, just a group of us getting together and, uh, having a good time. You know, we'll have to talk to the powers that be over at cars and see if we can't maybe make that happen. Alex, maybe you can weasel your way in there some kind of way. Grease the skids a little. Yeah. I mean, I just think something cool, Space Coast Kayak Angler, family get together, whatever, would be kind of neat, especially right after Christmas time, you know, right before New Year's, kind of give us a chance to kind of roll the New Year's in. You know, it would be really cool. What day, what day is New Year's fall on this year? Um, Thursday. I'm not sure. Somebody on the somebody on the Wade will know on the chat room. Uh, will know. Thir- Wade will. Thursday is the first, so Wednesday Thursday. evening is New Year's Eve. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say it'd be cool if it was on a weekend and we could just go out and camp out and ring in the New Year, you know, out there at cars. I guess you probably could during the week, but nah. I don't That's know. Where I'll be it doesn't really matter to me. I'm off for two weeks after Christmas. By the way, just so everybody knows, uh, KBB and KBB Outfitters will be closed two weeks following Christmas. So we do that every year. It's kind of an opportunity to allow us to kind of unwind and get refocused for the year to come. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it's the fact that I feel like crap or whatever, but I'm feeling awful like nostalgic today yeah you know know. um, going back to going back to what you were saying about um the boondoggle being at flamingo i'm curious to see how this is going to work out because the boondoggle is going to be at flamingo the next one and if i'm not mistaken i heard the afwc uh tournament the afwc is going to be in flamingo the following weekend so so I'm people are going to be pulling extra. Uh, people will be pulling extra vacation time. Yep, yep. I'm curious how that's going to work out. Or what you may end up with is a lot of folks who just have to choose one or the other. Yeah. Uh, yep. I know I couldn't do it. I cannot do a whole no. week 
Oh, there's no way. No, there's no way. A week in the, a week in primitive camping down there? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I could do a week in the Everglades. Don't get me wrong, but I can't. I can't financially do a week in the Everglades. No. Right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tom yeah. was shooting. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm sitting there. Yeah, I'm sitting there the other day, and I'm in the booth at at the Boondoggle, and uh, talking to some folks or whatever. And you know, thank you to everybody who stopped by the booth and and supported the shop. Uh, we we did quite well at the at the booth. To be honest with you. Um, thank you to the guys from RCI Optics for coming out and hanging out and powering it out with me. I know I was kind of kind of a ghost as soon as we broke down and stuff i had to go make my rounds and things but um it was awesome having those guys in the booth and listening to them talk about their glasses i mean that's the kind of stuff i really enjoy listening to people who have a passion for what what it is that they're selling or what it is that they their brand you know what i'm saying um it's cool to catch up with some old friends Uh, i mean I, i anytime i see the joneses it makes me it makes me happy holly and stan um, I love those folks like family, Chip Gibson. Who? I mean, all Who? the folks that. Polly, what's that? Polly actually won my charter again this year. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she did. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, it's it's a lot of fun um, getting to, getting to see people that you also follow on social media and stuff like that. There was a couple of guys I got to chit chat with briefly about you know. I was like, hey, man, I follow you on Facebook. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. You're doing big things in your little area or whatever. And Oh, man, thanks. I didn't realize I was on anybody's radar. I'm like, well, it is social media. I mean, anytime you put up a picture and it gets more than like 14 likes, everybody sees it at some point. Um, but anyhow, yeah. You know what? It's funny because uh, I'm sitting here in the booth and I'm thinking to myself, man, Less than a year ago, I opened up KBB Outfitters, and we've done pretty darn well, I must say, and I'm really, really excited about that and very humbled at that again, and Alex, I can't thank Alex enough for as much pushing of the social on social media as he does for the shop, and we're really going to start, Alex and I had had some conversations, we're really going to start driving home some seminars and things like that um, in this in this year to come. Tammy and Vicky have their ladies seminar. They're going to be doing Tammy Wilson and, and Vicky Sully. <laughs> um, they've got their women's seminar they're going to do in early December. So if you're local to the area and you want to get out and you want to, or if you're local to the area and your wife wants to get out and figure out how to kayak fish so that you don't always leave her at home or your girlfriend or whatever, it's ladies only. On the water demonstration, I believe it's about three hours long, and I believe it's the first. I think it's the first Saturday of December, like the fifth or something like that. More information will be uh, posted up in the Space Coast Kayak Angler section or on the Kayak Kayak Fishing Radio Facebook page. I'll put up a poster for it. Um, you also see it at KV Outfitters Facebook page. I know I posted the poster for it, but uh, there's that. What else is going on? There's other stuff going on too. Well, 
you got uh oh you got the Fishkins tournament coming up in uh oh. November sixth or seventh. Yes, we do. And then also too this weekend, sorry. Uh this weekend we have a cleanup out there at the refuge. So if anybody wants to come on out and uh get involved in the cleanup, it's actually gonna be pretty cool. There's a scavenger hunt style cleanup we're gonna do. And uh yeah, there'll be there'll be some prizes to be won. But uh scavenger hunt style cleanup. More information can be found at Space Coast Kayak Anglers on Facebook. Um, as it, as it's being promoted through that deal. There's a how event on Sunday. Um, really cool. You know? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about how for a second, too. <clears throat> so, you guys obviously know now that I've been fishing with a, uh, a wounded warrior, um, a hero on the water, so to speak. Uh, and that really has put that really has changed my life. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I, Ray is the coolest dude that that I've ever fished with. Honestly, for and no, no offense to my boys, <laughs> you guys will understand what I'm talking about. And and, I, and I, I'm not making fun. It's it's just fun. It's fun to watch somebody lose his mind over catching Jack Gravels. You know, or anything for that matter. The guy is just a really, really cool guy. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's like Wade just said in the chat room, it's just pure joy of catching a fish. The guy can care less what he's catching. He's catching fish. He's having a great time. But while he's on the water, his mind's at ease. He doesn't have the PTSD issues nearly as bad as he, as he normally would. And it's, it's therapy for him as it is for the rest of us as, as this show sometimes can be for us, um, a bit of therapy sometimes. And, uh, you know, Ray showed up for Heroes in the Water event, and, you know, it got him really, really much more interested in the sport, I would say, than if he hadn't shown up to the event. And, you know, looking looking forward now, I think he wants to get involved with Heroes in the Water and actually help to contribute some of his time to helping other uh, wounded mil- military men and women. And, I mean, that's just amazing, you know. Uh, all too often, we don't we don't think about, you know, well, you know, I'm going to go fishing on Saturday. Where am I going to go? Well, I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm going to go because I want to kind of have the place to myself or, you know, whatever. When all it would take is a simple phone call to somebody and you can really, really change the way that dude's whole entire month is or how, how his whole entire week turns out. Maybe not a month, but the way the whole the guy's whole week turns out, you know? I mean, it's 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 good for the soul. It's just good it's good karma. It's good to be that person who's able to help somebody, you know, find that that peace and then also that excitement that that fishing brings all of us, you know. I remember being well, I hate to say it like this, but I remember being a kid and every fish I caught, I like high fived whoever was next to me or freaked out about it. You know what I'm saying? And now it's almost like I take it for granted until you fish with somebody like Ray or you fish with somebody else who's, who's, this is, this is, this is therapy. This is life to them, you know? And then you realize, wow, like today I caught a couple, I caught a couple of small tarpon 
and I actually took the time to to really soak it all up and enjoy the moment, as opposed to just crank them in, you know, take a take a take a picture of it or just look at it and pitch it back. You know, it was actually the whole scenario. I stood there, I watched them roll for a while before I made a cast and the whole thing. So, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we can get involved in any way that you can get involved in trying to help out any organization, whether it's Heroes on the Water, Casting for Recovery, Project Healing Waters, uh, any of those great organizations, um, I say do it. I say, even if you just do it for, you know, one one outing to see if you like it, you know, hook kids on fishing events, something. Just, just, you know, why not? Volunteer weekend day. So what? You don't get to go fishing in your favorite spot and, Whoop you do. You can go next week, but the, what you can do for somebody could could potentially completely change their life. You know, it's it's so funny that we have we have this sport, guys. That that we it's not even a, it's not even a sport to us. This is life to us, right? I mean, most of us we're on that level to where this is this is life. I live and breathe fishing. That that's that's who I am. It's what I do. It's what I've done for. I'll be 35 this year. It's what I've done for almost 33 years of my life. Since I was two years old, I've been fishing nonstop. If you can share, if you can share five, four or five hours, six hours on the water with somebody, just drag them along and say, come on, you're fishing with me today. Take them out fishing with you. Maybe it's somebody who's new to your, your local social media group. Maybe it's somebody new to our group, Space Coast Kayak Anglers. Maybe it's somebody who just came in the KBB and bought a new kayak and has no clue which end is the front and which end is the back, and they they need they need help. You know. Either way, if you, I mean, if you can take somebody out and 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 or just guide them in the right direction. I mean, dude, when that when the guys from Texas came up to me and like, one dude's like, I need to rub your beard. I'm like, you're not touching my beard. Uh, uh, you know, I want to oil your beard or something. I was like, you're not, you're not oiling my beard. I'm not gonna call you out by name because you know it's kind of embarrassing. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you're listening to the show. If not now, you'll be listening to it on the podcast, which also, by the way, is downloadable for free on iTunes. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there you go. I know a lot of people that would that would kill to be able to fish with Peppy. I know a lot of people that would kill to be able to fish with Alex. You know? And now granted, now here's the deal. Everybody, listen. Don't bombard Alex with hey man, can I fish with you for free all the time? Because the man that's his, that's his living. That's how he does it. So it's a little different in Alex's case. But if 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 there's a day where it's it's Monday fun day and Somebody just so happens to tag along, you know, it is what it is. We're not gonna we're not gonna turn you down per se, but you know, it's uh you know, my days are limited when I can fish. Monday. That's it. I'm at the shop six days a week. Yeah. Wade says he knows but people that take themselves out if they fish with him. You're, you're, but you know what? You're involved. That's the thing. You might not be fishing, but you're involved in something to do with fishing all the time. You know, you might not be fishing, but you're there in the store and you're involved in it. You know, you're still, you're, it's still part of you. You know. 
You know, Stay yeah. Away from me. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's really funny? While we're on the topic, and while you know what, I'm kind of in a weird, dazed, and confused situation right now. Uh, the haterade has been pouring like no one's business the last few weeks, and not really sure why. Like, I'm just gonna break it down once and for all on the show. All right. If you if you hate on somebody who fishes, you have serious personal problems. Okay? Because none of us are getting rich fishing. We fish. It's it's it, it, it there's nothing to be there's nothing to hate anybody for. Why? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I've never understood it. Oh, that guy's sponsored by so and so. So what? So what? He decided he wants to have another full time job. You want you want my position? Have at it. Good luck. You know? It's a lot of work <laughs> what we do. It's a lot of work. You know? I I'm I'm probably I don't know. I I'm the most approachable dude I, that I can think of. I mean Peppy is too, of course, but I'll be honest. Like if you see Peppy chilling yeah. at a program, he, he's kind he's kind of intimidating. Cigar and looking all angry all the time. He's all <laughs> but you know, I don't, I, but I don't know. You know, but I'll talk to anybody, man. I, you know, I don't. I have no <laughs> nothing, no hangups. You know, nothing like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, you know? It, it's funny because I I hear it. I hear the scutterbutt. And I listen to people who tell me, oh, man, you know, so-and-so's, like, dogging you because you only fish one day a week and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, because I got a job. Because <laughs> I, I got a J-O-B that requires me to not do that six other days out of the week unless I go at night, you know. Uh, but I promise you, when that Monday comes, I, I still catch fish. You know, it's no big deal. It's fishing. It's basic. No one cares. Stop hating. Find something else to do it yourself. Right. Something creative. Yeah. Go, go volunteer some time at a homeless shelter, feeding homeless <laughs> people or something. Go, go volunteer at the SPCA and clean up dog crap. I don't care what you do, but find something better to do with your time, a better use of your time. Because when the day comes and you're up there at the pearly gates and the man's standing there and he says to you, why were you always hating on everybody? It seems like an awfully, awfully large waste of your, your life. You know, mm-hmm. why are you wasting your time hating on people over fishing when you should have been taking care of you, worrying about you, making you happen? Whatever. San Antonio, Texas is in the uh, chat room. See that, Patrick? Nice. Yep. Nice. Appreciate that, Mr. I Gonzalez. I got a question for that guy. How far is uh, San Antonio from Dallas? Is it far from Dallas? You know, that. I'm wondering because. Five, five hours. hours. Kind of far. Okay. Just wondering because that whole Ebola crap going on over there in Dallas, man. <laughs> Stay away from there, man. Like, all right, I appreciate you listening, but I don't want to catch Ebola through the airwaves. So. Yeah, man. 
That's horrible. <laughs> that's cool though, man. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. I mean, look, man, there's there's three of us from Central Florida sitting on a on a podcast radio show. And we've got a gentleman sitting in his house at San Antonio, Texas, who's listening to us right now. I mean, it's, it's this is incredible. You know, it's time to it's time for everybody to eat a slice of humble pie and just forget about whatever pedestals you think you're on or whatever. There's a few people at Boondoggle that I I didn't get a chance to talk to, and and I probably should have talked to them, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them because there was other people who I felt like the conversation would probably go a little bit smoother. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is, man. This industry is a it, is funny. Some one of you guys said it earlier. It's 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 in it's in uh, it's in its infantile stages. We're very baby lucky mode. to, huh? It's in baby mode. Actually, it seems like he's in high school mode at this moment in time. But wow, there's a lot of high school going on. But you know, the thing is, is it's just, uh, it's just awesome, man. It, it what 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 this sport has become, and what it has allowed us to do, on a personal level. You know, we've been we've been lucky to be able to look. We got a group of guys that, I mean, you guys are like my family the DHD is my family. Like we're not even boys. We're just, I treat all of y'all just like I would my own brothers. <laughs> and sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. And I love all of your yep. little families the same. Um, but in the boating world, you don't really see that connection. You don't, you don't, you could, you listen, you couldn't bring, you couldn't bring 100, 200, 500, 700, doesn't matter. You couldn't bring any number of those people from that industry together, from the boating industry together for an entire weekend where, yes, there's drinking involved and there not be a number of brawls. You can't. Way too many egos. Way too many big heads. You know? pump my chest. I, I own five boats and I have a house in the Bahamas and I also have one in, in Mexico and I've got one in Costa Rica and you know, that guy gets drunk and then next thing you know, he's trying to buy somebody or something like that. So, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't even know where I'm going just, with that. Just, uh, just to let you know, um, Friday night, I would not have been able to fight. So, that's awesome. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> oh, I know. Do you, do you know? Do you know how? Do you know how long it took for me to get you to walk over to Randy's campsite? Dude, I don't even remember being there. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, easy forty-five, easy forty-five minutes, forty-five minutes. And it will, what was funny is every time I, my like, Peppy, come on, he'd take like three steps towards me and then stop. And then he'd walk right back into the conversation he was having, and then go back over. And then I'm like, Peppy, focus, let's go. <laughs> He's like, Where are we going? I, don't even goes, I said, We gotta go see Randy. And he was like, What's wrong with Randy? I said, Nothing's wrong with Randy. We gotta go see Randy. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. English, for our uh, dirty half dozen dog tags, man. Appreciate that. That's that's cool, man. I haven't taken mine off yet. Well, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I almost vomited on it, so I took it off. 
Yeah, but, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was awfully nice of Mr. English, and uh, you know, it's it's even without that, you know, like you said, you know, we're a family, and you know, that's the thing. One thing that fishing can do for you, though, and especially it does seem like this kayak fishing, man. You can find friends and and make them friends for life. You know, the the Jones, you know, Holly and Stan with you, and you know, until until kayak fishing radio is what brought you guys together, right? Yeah, yes, Dan. Check this out, dude. I was, I was working at Handler Fishing Supply. Stan comes walking in, looks at me, and goes, "Are you Redfish Chuck?" And I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, "Maybe." He's like, "Oh man, my name's Stan Jones, man. I listen to you on Kayak Fishing Radio and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No way, really? That's awesome. Someone actually listens to me." This was in the beginning. And uh, and he's like, yeah, man, I'm just down. My family and I are down on vacation. We're down from Charleston, South Carolina. And I wanted to stop by and say hello and introduce myself. And I wanted to bring you some stickers. So he brought me some Charleston Angler stickers. Which Randy English had, I think Randy, no, I don't think Randy had a Charleston Angler sticker. No, he had a uh, Redfish Can't Jump sticker on his truck back in the day when I used to haterade on him. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> Uh, and then next thing you know, next thing you know, I'm crashing on the man's couch in Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm invading his town with Chris Flores and we're flood tide fishing out of his bay boat. And I mean, it was crazy. It's just crazy how, you know, you can go from never meeting a person, you know, never knowing a person at all to next thing you know, it's like family. And and the Joneses are like family to me too. I mean, uh, dude, I walked up and their kids ran up to me and gave me a hug and told me that they love me and stuff. I mean, it's it, it's it's neat. It really is. It's cool, man. And you know, if you're out there and you're listening, and there's probably some folks that are listening to the show right now that that might not have a good a good tight circle of friends, um, like like what we're discussing. Uh, dude, get involved with one of the local fishing groups. You'll find your people, you know, you'll find your crew you like to fish with. You know, I talk about you guys all the time. I talk about the DHD all the time at the shop. And you know why? Because I'm, I'm damn proud of the fact that I, I get a chance to fish with, in my opinion, some of the best kayak anglers on the planet on a, on a, on a weekly basis. And we cut it up. We laugh at each other. We we yell at each other whenever we hook a fish, and the other guy hasn't hooked anything all day. No offense, Alan. And you know, we we do we just cut it up. We have a great time, you know. And we can learn from one another. We fish like I, I fish with Peppy. I learn every time I fish with him. Alex the same way. You know, Randy. Yep. Wade. Randy stops in the middle. Randy is the only person that I know that when he goes to the Mosquito Lagoon, stops in like five feet of water and catches fish. <laughs> yeah. and, good, and good fish. Like the rest of us are like, I'm getting over here to the skinny stuff. Randy stops in the yeah. middle of nowhere and catches fish. I mean, these are this, this, that's what I'm talking about. Every area has, has a great crew of anglers that it, they're in pens, he says, that, uh, that you know, get involved with, and you can learn a little bit of something from them. And we're not saying that we're that we're a better angler than anybody, because Lord knows we're not. 
I mean, I I would go out on a limb right now and say that um, we have we have one of our probably one of the best as far as high. Uh, what am I trying to say? One of the best as far as um, in the public eye right now, anglers on the planet in our group. You know, yep. I mean, Justin. I go back to Justin again. Justin Ritchie. And a great example of someone who who eats humble pie every single day. That guy, that guy, for all intents and purposes, should when he gets home be able to write his meal ticket anywhere he wants for anybody he wants to fish for. Oh yeah, for sure. Are you kidding me? The guy flew I mean, to freaking is- Amsterdam and took fifth place fishing for some crap he's never even seen before. He's never caught a perch. I've caught perch. I never caught a perch in Amsterdam, but I've caught perch. I lived in New York, upstate New York, caught perch, caught pike. Never caught a walleye or a xandar, but, you know, the guy goes over there, gets it done, very humble, thanks everybody on social media. You know, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's one of those things for what he did, not catching any of those fish ever in his life, what he did over there in Amsterdam, what he has done in the IFA, what he has done in other tournaments this year, I'm telling you, it's one of those situations that if Hobie does not put him on the fishing team this year, oh, he's on the team. I swear, I will call there myself. (laughs) 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 I mean, how could you not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, he's on the team. He's on the team. He's already on the team team now. They put him on. Yeah, yeah, they they put him on team before he got before he went to Amsterdam. Okay. That's, I've been pu- know, I've been pushing uh, for that personally. I've been pushing for that for a, a while. To be honest with you, I, I I stuck my neck out there and tried to get him on over at Travel Country because I know it's closer to him, and talked with Tom at, at Kayaks by Bo and told him that we can use him as a, as our local guy for our shop because Justin is just he's on fire and not just because of that, he's a great dude and he's super knowledgeable and the guy is a sponge man. Why do you think he's consistent? Just like you, Pep. Why do you think that that Dude. people who fish tournaments are consistent? You know why? Because they 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 plan. They have a plan of action. You know exactly, exactly. I kids, plan. The, That's one thing people don't realize. Like, uh, you know, I, I I could give a you know a fishing seminar uh, on tournament fishing and stuff like that, and sort of go through what I go through. I plan. I just don't go out there and fish, Chuck. My thing, when I'm fishing a tournament, it's it's a planning game. I mean, I plan this thing way ahead of time, pretty much taking into consideration all the weather, you know, the weather, everything, just pretty much everything. You know, it's it's just not go out there and fish. And Justin Ritchie, just, I laugh because you say he's a sponge. Dude, that guy is the biggest sponge that I think I've ever met. Because that guy will talk your head off and ask you questions and hang up the phone and call back five more minutes later because he just thought of something else. And that's Justin Ritchie. That's Justin for you, though. Justin will take everything in that you could tell him. I mean, he will literally take everything in. And and that's how he learns, you know, and and, and he's good. He's really good at it. He's, he, that guy really is good at it, and he's gotten better. Every time, if you notice, throughout the years, through the last two or three years, Justin just keeps on getting better and better and better and better, and he's just, he's up there now, man, you know? He's one of the top guys right now. 
Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt at all. I mean, he was in the shop and I was respooling up his reels to to go over to Amsterdam. I mean, we're talking the night before he flew out. He's at the shop and, and he's going over his game plan with me. And uh, I mean, he really took some time to research the this, this species and get as much info as he could. He talked to a bunch of different people uh, who could maybe point him in the right direction as far as what to do while he's over there as far as fishing is concerned and other things too, probably, but, um, you know, it's, uh, that, that's the next generation though. Sounds, it yep. sounds so dumb, but it is, it's the next generation. That's, that's the next group of dudes. Justin, Justin is in that group of that category of guys who in 10 years time are going to be looked at as the ones that really propelled and really made things happen. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got now he's got a, a global stage to stand on, right? Justin Carter is the yep. same way. Justin Carter yep. is is the exact same way. That guy goes to every Hobie Worlds event. That's his job. Like he gets to do that. That's killer. And he's a good dude, good friend of mine, and good friend of yours, I believe too. And 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 everyone else yep. who probably listens to the show. But those are the dudes that are honestly able to get to where some of us might would like to be some point, you know, leapfrog and go just take off. You know, they just, they, they do it. Morgan from Hobie. He's another one. I mean, it's just the guy fishes in Mexico. Next thing you know, he's in California. Next thing you know, he's in Australia or some crap. And it just, it, but that's, that's what the sport's becoming. It's, and I, and I, I'm telling you right now, I don't think we're that far off from a huge push in the, in the kayak tournament series where there will be major corporate sponsorship. And I'm not talking just Hobie or native or something like that. I'm talking big time corporate sponsorships. I'm talking big, big money. I mean, look, look at the Bahamas tournament, 10 grand first place, 10 grand, you know, suddenly yep. fishing the tournament and walking up to a table and picking out your prize doesn't seem that interesting when you can might be going to win ten grand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But back, but you know, but years past, that's pretty much what all the kayak tournaments were about. Like even even Jacksonville, be honest with you, as big as it is, you know, you win, cool, you get a kayak. I yep. want to win ten grand. <laughs> I want to win five grand. You know. And and I think that and talking to Andrew Mixon, speaking of another guy who's just like Andrew Mixon, when they posted up a photo and it cracked me up, and I got to go back and find it because I almost want to reshare it. He posts up a picture like, I think I need a bigger wall or something like to that effect, and it's all of his IFA trophies and all of his plaques and all of his, you know. He's like you. He just he, the guy's got. He he probably needs a bedroom in the house for everything that him and Micah have have accomplished in this industry. Yeah. You, know? you and, go to and, my office. I I actually keep all my all my plaques and all my trophies or whatever and stuff that I have from tournaments. It's all in my office. All that stuff's in my office, and you should see it, Chuck. It's funny though because people come in. And they just look at it, and they just sit there looking, going, oh, my God. <laughs> they just freak out at how much stuff I have. And I go, well, I keep it here because just because of that. You know, I have somewhere I could keep it that my wife's not going to complain 
or something like that, and I have it here in the office, man. It's it's funny though because there's so many plaques and so many things on a wall and everything like that, and it's all fishing. It's one of those things. You work where? You know, it's like you don't work. You don't fish full time. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so Drew and I were talking, and Alex, I want you to chime in on this. Drew and I were talking, and I we both feel that. There's definitely a uh, – uh, we're almost to the tipping point to where I think a $100 entry fee local tournament would not be out of the question if it were to mean that you can walk away with five to ten grand in your pocket. You're right. You're right. Well, you, you look at a your local club offshore tournament. Now, granted, that's not a single – single man tournament it's a team of dudes typically you know three to five or six guys or you know guys and gals and you know it's nothing to drop a hundred a hundred and fifty sometimes a lot more to enter your just run-of-the-mill offshore tournament and the reason why the price to get into those tournaments are so high it's because the price of return that you get from them is so high you know, when you can play pay out the top three places in six different species, you know, a respective two thousand, one thousand and five hundred dollars, you know, well, there you go. You know, you just bought yourself a lotto ticket with sixty other people or or a hundred other people or a few more other people, uh, to have a good chance at some good money. You know. So it's it's definitely not out of the realm. And it's something that that is part um, I think is going to be part of of natural progression of of the kayak fishing industry. Um, you know, like like we were saying, it's it is it's in it's in its infancy, and you know those big companies are starting to take notice. And when you have large you know large companies taking notice, uh, you know companies that are established and. You know, you start bringing in and big dollar sponsors, and you know, giving away you know large ticket items, and and also putting in a lot more cash. You know, that's that's all part of part of the game. Not, not to say that in the boating world there isn't. Um, obviously, there is, and there's room for you know little small tournaments that are you know twenty five dollars to enter, and you know it's it's some prizes or something like that. But but for us, really, that next step, I think, and, you know, I mean, there's been different waves of of tournament, you know, air quotes, tournament types that have come through fishing, you know, from uh, your, your uh, which Andrew Mixon was a part of before he got into yeah, the kayak SKA. tournament, SKA. You know, that's kind of fallen off over the years. However, there's still a large number of people. One of my buddies is on Team Chaos. You know a couple of the guys, too. They run out of you know, Port Canaveral, and, and that's what they do. They fish the SKA and a big old yellow fin, and it has Garmin down the side, and, and they get paid to do this stuff. It's not, oh, here's a, you know, here's a couple stickers and, and uh, your, uh, you know, here's your dealer pricing or, or 20% above dealer pricing on our equipment. You know, this right. is people that they get paid to do this stuff. You know, the professional redfish series, which has kind of fallen off, you know, it got real big. And then like the, Oh boy, Alberto one that was trying to be on TV and all that stuff. And, and it subsequently kind of backed off, but, 
you know, same with the S- the SKA. They they were real big, you know, late nineties. There was I was you know I mean that was when the SKA, the SKA rolled in Canaveral. Every captain in that port wanted nothing more to do than whoop all those guys in that tournament that travel with it, and it brought crowds. Those were not cheap tournaments to get into. No, you know, big I think money. Buy in, yeah, buy into an SKA, and and I, I I'm not sure if Mr. Mixon happens to be on the uh, the the uh, the chat room, but I know it's no less than five hundred dollars. It's probably closer to a grand to buy into one of those Wait. tournaments. You yeah, know, I think it was big, to a grand. Yeah, yeah, it's big money. You're talking big, serious money, and you know, for us to have uh, something like that, where it's big money and it travels around, and there's groups of people that follow it, or there's certain people that follow it, and then there's also the people that come in locally that want to, they want to show those dudes, you know, do show them what's up, you know, or ladies, they want to show them what's up with the local guys and the local gals fishing, and they're willing to put that $200 down on a tournament. And it's right, it is right around the corner. And um, there's, I believe there's a large enough contingent of real hardcore kayak anglers now to where you're going to start seeing those kind of ideas be floated for tournaments and stuff of that nature. So it's Absolutely. exciting. I, I, I've fished out of – I've literally fished out of anything I could get my hands on since I was a kid. I had my first skiff when I was 13, a little pillar, you know, V-bottom fiberglass boat. I had, you know, one of my favorite v- vessels ever was a squareback canoe with a trolling motor that I caught hundreds of fish out of, thousands of fish out of. Love that thing. Caught tons of fish. You know, but the the idea of – an industry like the, the the kayak industry is now, even with owning a skiff and doing doing charters on my regular boat and also doing charters in the in the kayaks, you know that that kayak industry is is so kind of uh, breaking open that it's exciting to be part of. You know, it's exciting to, to attempt to try to be on the forefront of anything. You know, especially yeah. you know, something that I see the potential to be absolutely giant. Um, you know, and gas ain't going to get no cheaper for anybody. You know, I huh. think we're at the lowest we're ever going to see it. You know, my kids will never see gas this cheap. Your kids won't either. You know, it's only going to get more expensive. Things like kayak fishing, enjoying nature a bit more, hopefully a lot more people can get involved in. Because I have a feeling they'd be a lot more, a lot better stewards of our environment and more conscience, conscious of, that McDonald's wrapper they let fly to the back of their truck or that cig butt they threw out the window or whatever, you know, the the oil that, you know, was leaking from their car that they didn't worry about fixing. Well, every time it rains, that goes right in the river, you know, or the, the gas they use to go kill the tree that they don't like in the backyard. People are going to think twice about that if they're a user of the resource. And, and something like kayaking is so user-friendly to everybody but it's only got the only place it has to go is up, and it's exciting to be on the front of. And I'll be the first one if a uh, you know if a tournament series pops up like a uh, you know Southeast Nationals Redfish Tournament Kayak Series, you know a big one. You know the IFA is a pretty big pretty big deal, and there's some you know there's some decent stuff there. But but getting to where you're talking about five thousand, ten thousand dollar payouts. There's people that are interested in that kind of stuff. I know I am. 
I'd throw I'd throw two hundred bucks down to have a chance at winning ten grand in my backyard. Um, I know a lot of other people will too that maybe don't spend as much time on the water as I do. I'm I'm thankfully lucky enough to spend six days a week on the water, seven if I want. You know, I'm always on the water. Not everybody is, but that doesn't mean my chances are all that much greater than somebody like Justin who gets to fish a lot less times, but his extensive leg work puts him open, arguably open to more stuff than me because I'm kind of set in my ways for 25, 30 years now. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that uh, that Joe Hector down there at the with the Extreme Kayak Fishing Tournament Series, I think that he's pretty much set the bar for anybody to come yeah, along. I, you know, I, I mean, one, and I know I know you have, and and a lot of other guys that are not even from there have really taken notice of that. And I'm looking at my scheduling and trying to give my shot at it down there. I've never even fished out of where they fished, but I've fished offshore my entire life. And I feel like I have just as good a chance as uh, the Oklahoma contingent. Uh, I got to fish with Ryan this weekend or this week, uh, last week, right before boondoggle, they came down and fished with me for a day. And and then I gave them advice throughout the whole entire weekend. And um, I mean, he was from Oklahoma, borrowed gear, hundred percent, never, never fished for a sailfish before in his life. Did research, him and his buddy from Oklahoma came down and whomped everybody in the sailfish smackdown. You know, I mean, they did the thing. And there's going to be people that it's that are taking notice of those large tournaments, and that's one that I take notice of, and I know you have, Chuck, because I know we've talked about it, and I know you're frothing as bad as I am to get down there and give it a shot on some of those fish. So. I am, and, and, and the Bahamas tournament, I mean – I've I've done just about everything I could think to do to try and set that up for me to be able to go over there and do that because that's just a, I mean that's incredible, ten grand top prize. But even 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 without that being said, just an opportunity to be able to go over and fish the Bahamas from a kayak. Uh, Joe Joe did the legwork and made it happen. I mean he he basically is giving people an opportunity to pursue their true dreams in fishing scratch things off their bucket list that they probably would never have an opportunity to do, especially on this side of the United States, in the eastern seaboard. You know, um, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm thrilled to death that years ago, I thought it was a good idea to get in a sit-inside kayak and go paddle around like an idiot. You know, because it, it's, it's, it sparked a passion that I've, I, I don't think I'll ever lose. You know, it's, it's, I'm like Alex though, you know, I've grew up fishing out of boats and everything else. And, you know, there's something about, something about that plastic, man. I'm not real sure what it is, but I sure am thankful that I'm involved with it in any way, shape or form that I am. Um, Speaking of that, I haven't had a chance to, uh, I didn't really have much of a chance to talk with Chip. I wanted to talk with him a little bit more at the boondoggle, but, uh, I got to thank Chip Gibson for giving me a voice, man. Allowing me to start this show. I think it was in 2012 uh or like late late 2011 something like that. And uh god, to think of all of the nights that I sat at a computer and just talked to it. <laughs> <laughs> think about it for a second. It sounds easy. 
sit there and talk to a computer for over an hour. <laughs> no one, yep. no one talking back to you. It is tough, man. And, uh, but man, I love it. I absolutely love this show. I, I I'm, I'm blessed to have you guys as a part of it and Alan and, and whoever else wants to be involved with it. Um, Alex and I had been talking about some things, uh, some ideas, pitching it around a little bit, uh, moving forward with the show. Uh, Peppy, we need to sit down and talk about some of those things. Um, this new potential sponsor, I am, I am so, gosh, I hope it works out, man. Cause that'd be so cool on a number of different levels. Um, you know, but just remember folks, just like with Space Coast Kayak Anglers, all right? This is this is your show. Space Coast Kayak Anglers yep. is the Space Coast Kayak Angler members group. It's not my group. I may have started it, but I started it because I needed a place to talk to other kayakers that didn't judge you cuz you're whatever. You know, and you remember, uh, you remember you remember how that got started, Chuck? You and I, we started. We were talking about it. There was another group that we were having issues with. Remember, and me and you started talking, and all of a sudden, that's when it that's when it happened. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. As I remember the phone conversations that me and you had, and I was yep. like, "The hell with it! I'm doing it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just start. Yeah, you know, we we popped up Space Coast Kayaking. That sounds cool. Let's go with it. And you know it's it's one of the it's one of the best decisions I've ever made as far oh, as yeah exactly exactly what I was gonna say it is because we've got we, look what we've gained man I mean and and I think I think other people I'm hoping that our our buddy in San Antonio is still listening to us I think other people should do the same thing I think folks I know there's groups everyone's got groups but if you're not really happy with the group that you're a part of. Start your own. Start your own group. Yep, he's still there. Mr. Gonzalez is still there. Start your own group, seriously. Yep. I mean, look, I only did it I did it kind of for selfish reasons. I wanted I wanted to have a place where I could freely talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. You know? And now we've got well over a thousand members and of that we've got a solid fifty, sixty people. Um that are really, really active on there, you know, and lots of people that follow it and, and most of them will like and comment from time to time. But, uh, when, when it's a call to action, let's go do something. Let's, Oh, we're going to have a cookout at the shop or, Oh, let's go down and do a cleanup down by Richard's store down in Harry goods outdoor shop. You know, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Whatever, whatever. 40, 50 people show up every single time, every single time. And it's and it's and it's a good group of folks, man. And all of the fishing communities, all the fishing clubs are all just so cool in their own dynamic, their own way. I mean, we were talking about I was talking about this to the guys from uh from FSFA that came into the shop not long ago. And I told them, I said, Look, man, I'll be honest. Love your group, but holy crap. What happened? The attendance is down. You know, it's mainly an, uh, an older generation that's there. Some of the guys, no offense, I would be shocked if they still go offshore. Alex, you know what I'm talking about. And it's, yep. and you know, then I go to a group like, then I go to a, I'm not Wade at all, but 
whatever, powering through it. Um, ginger ale is your friend. <laughs> so um, then I go to a group like the Flagler County Sport Fishing Club. The Flagler County Sport Fishing Club is probably the most diverse club that I think I've ever spoken to. They have the old cats, old salts that have been around forever. They have young folks. They have folks our age. They have, you know, some youth that hang out at the club. And uh, their meetings are 60, 50, 60, 70, 80 people strong. I mean, that the communal, the community of fishing is what is, it just, it fascinates me. You know, before we opened up KBB Outfitters, Tom and I had an idea. We were going to open up kind of an angler's club in Titusville. And it would basically, for lack of a better term, be a bar. (laughs) A a pub, if you will, where we would have like appetizers, finger foods, things like that. Nothing crazy. But it'd be a club where you would pay a certain duty to be a part of, or not duty, but a certain due. Peppy does duty on his boat. certain due. (laughs) And, uh... And for that, you get a discounted, you know, bar tab, discounted food tab, whatever. And just kind of have like the gathering spot, you know, like a, a, a place where everybody who fishes in our region can go and that's your home place to go and chill and talk fishing and whatever, which I think sounds pretty stinking cool, to be honest with you. Other areas of the country have those anglers clubs where you walk in and it's like it's basically like like a bottle club exactly and uh well while that idea sounds awesome it's a much bigger risk than opening up an outfitter shop (laughs) so we went the other way and i decided to kind of quasi turn my shop into that without all the booze I'd get nothing accomplished. So, you know, it's 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 really cool, man, you know? And I like I got to hang out and make friends with people this weekend that I I've never met before. You know, friendships I'm sure are going to last a lifetime. And I think really at the end of the day, that's why I do what I do and that's why I enjoy doing the show and why I enjoy writing when I do and enjoy all of the rest of that kind of stuff. Is because of the fact that life is short. Life's too short to spend it alone or spend it without a bunch of buddies and spend it without, you know, crazy opportunities from all around the country to go fish in cool spots. Just because you met a guy at a at a boondoggle or somebody listened to you on a radio podcast. You know. I have no doubts right now if I pick up the phone and call Stan Jones and say, Stan, I'm coming over to Pensacola tomorrow. Or sorry, Panama City. I'm coming over to Panama City tomorrow, and I need a place to stay. And I want to go fishing. And what should I do? I've got a couch to sleep on for sure. Hopefully, it's, he still has the couches from South Carolina because those things were crazy comfortable. <laughs> and uh, you know, local knowledge and everything else. And I think that's the, to me that's the most important part about it because I also in turn share that same passion. Our friend Steve Lester, 
our friend Steve Lester has a has an extra room at his house, and he put out the call that if anybody wants to come into town and and go fishing, you're more than welcome to stay with him. He's just open door policy. Come on in, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. That's I guess that's pretty much what the whole show's concept tonight has kind of been about in a roundabout way is that the communal feel that you get from fishing and hanging around the kayak industry is like nothing else that's out there. Truly think about it. I mean, how much money do people spend golfing every year? I know what I used to spend golfing every year. It's atrocious. Oh yeah. Yep. I could have, I could have a, a complete fleet of Hobies for what I used to spend in golf, you know? And, uh, you find me a golf outing. Find me a community of golfers that go and camp together for an entire weekend and talk about golf. Like it doesn't happen. Hunters, same way. Hunters, hunting is a very clicky group. It's a very, you know, nichey group. Duck hunters, you guys have your little crew. That's cool. Uh, but deer hunting and turkey hunting, you're not going to the woods with five of your buddies. You know, you go out in the swamp with five of your buddies, but you're not going to sit in a tree stand with five dudes hanging out. <laughs> you know, you just can't. It's just physically, it's un- it's impossible to do it. You know, I mean, you just can't do it. But you can do it in kayak fishing. We do it. We used to do it all the time. Five, six, seven of us would line up in a line and march down a flat like a bunch of white pelicans and pick apart yeah. a flat and catch every damn fish that swam across that flat. You know, it's it, it this this whole thing yeah. means a lot to me. This entire industry means a lot to me. The show means a lot to me. And the fact that tonight as I'm sitting here and talking with Peppy and talking with Alex and while we have six users in the chat room, uh knowing that people are going to download this to listen to it on their way into work or while they're at work tomorrow or the next day or the following week or what have you. It's just crazy to think that this is where we're at. This is what we've gotten to as far as this industry, which is so, it's so new is that there's outlets like this and, and other radio networks too, not just kayak fishing radio, but there's other fishing related networks. I mean, our buddies over at fishing Florida radio arguably probably have the most successful fishing radio show that I know of. Uh, Jim Ross has a great show as well, um, you know. But the Fishing Florida Radio guys' reach is huge, and you know, it, it's it's interesting. What 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 lies around the corner? Who knows? You know, who knows? One yep. thing's for sure, though. I think everybody's pretty much having a good time with it, and uh, you know, with uh, it is what it is. You know, we're real. You know, we're real. We're real. I mean, it, I'm not going to sit here and ask you how to tie a line to line connection and tell you that I'm a radio show host. You know, I'm a, I'm the guy yeah. who you can call and I'll give you any information that I have. And Alex will do the same. And so will Peppy. That it's worked for us. It should work for you. Hopefully. I'm real, real. Right, Wade. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> real, real. Real, real. That's right. 
<laughs> you know, but I mean, I, to me, it's it, it, the most important thing to me that I learned over this past weekend is that, man, you, your your relationships with your buddies you fish with is the most important relationship outside your own families that you can build because those are the dudes that are that they're just they're there for you in the worst of times, they're there for you in the best of times, and they're people who will sit there and will listen to you. When you're when you're having a great day, or when you've hit the lowest of lows, you know every, it's no secret. Everyone knows that I have I have issues dealing with my son's problems, and I don't think there's ever been a time where I haven't been able to talk to Randy or any of the guys. Especially Rand, Randy was at the shop one day, and I opened up to him. You know, I don't. Hey, I'm a man's man. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I'll. I'll Hey, I'll cry just as easy as anybody else. And I cried to Randy one day. And just be I had to let it out, man. But that that's 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 not even a friend. That like I said, that's family. And that's a Randy's a dude I met kayak fishing. That's it. And with that being said, just think about that. Next time you guys are on social media and you want to hate on somebody, or next time you're on social media and you want to try and start a group or something, think about what this industry could be to you. You know, take the right path. Don't worry about what others are doing. Just make it what it make it what it needs to be an extended family. You know what I'm saying? I think that's important. I think it is. I mean, outside of the DHD, dude, I, we got Greg Barry, we've got Mike Kinnean, we got. I mean, there's a the list goes on and on and on. Rob DeVore of people that we could call on. Any one of us could call on the person and they'd be there for us. And it's, it, these are people we met through kayak fishing. You know? Nope. It's crazy. It's crazy, I tell you. But we're getting there to that hour and a half mark. I think tonight's show, honestly, maybe it's just because I want to just keep talking because it keeps my mind off of how crappy I feel. But we could have <laughs> probably went, we probably could have went two hours tonight. Um, but we're only going to go an hour and a half. We're almost to that hour and a half. And we really, really want to thank everybody again for listening to the show. Um, as soon as we can release some information on the potential new sponsors for the show, uh, for the show, we will definitely let you know as soon as possible. Um, we're going to have some guests on the next couple of weeks. I know we're going to have the guys from RCI optics on the show. Um, I told them they have to give away a pair of glasses. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I told them they need to give away a pair of glasses. Um, we'll try and get uh, Luther on the show as well from Yak Attack. And if you, have any, if you guys have any people out there that you want to hear from in the industry, let us know. We'll do our best to get them on. Um, but with that being said, we're going to have to roll. Yeah, um, probably going to be, hold on a second. We've got two minutes. Go ahead, Beth. No, I just want to say also, anybody else with any other kayak manufacturers, it doesn't necessarily have to be a native kayak or a Hobie kayak. If you guys want to hear other other manufacturers, we can go ahead and bring them on. If you guys want to hear about them, we'll we'll try to bring them on. I think we should do that. I think what we should do, Peppy, over the next couple of months is maybe once a month bring on a different kayak manufacturer representative, and just that's not a bad idea. A, yeah, not a bad idea at all, and give them an opportunity to voice their product and whatever it is that they want to do. You know, we're not. Personally, we're tied down to our sponsors, but the show itself is not is not uh, funded or or put on by either one of our sponsors yet. So, if that day comes, then 
you got to you just got to have yeah. to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, we got 90 seconds. Alex, do your thing. If someone wants to do a charter with you, man, how do they get a hold? Uh, they're going to look me up at localinecharters.com. Uh, phone number area code 321-480-3255. Thank you for having me on as always, Chuck. Had a blast at the boondoggle with my boys and all my friends and all the people I met and people I didn't talk to. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely thank you to Kayak Fishing Radio and all of our listeners for letting us uh, sit here and ramble. And uh, Happy. KBB out. You got to check them. Thanks, bro. Happy to do your thing. Hey, quick. Native Watercraft, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Varsity Iopters, Power Pole, Slayer and Clure, Sea Deck Marines, TFO Rods, Aquabound Paddles, Hook One, Kayak Fishing Gear, Yak Attack, Tailing Toes, KB Outfitters, Kayaks by Boat, Herrera, Stella Cigars. Thank you all very much for supporting me, and thank you all the listeners for listening to us, too. Got 10 seconds to go. Let's see. Uh, RCI Optics, Tackle Webs, Hobie, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventures Custom Rods, Power Pole, Slayer Inc., Bending Branches, and Tova Cameras, and Sea Deck. Thank you guys so much. We love you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Take the kids fishing. See ya. Thank you. Down.